Welcome to Communicate Kindly, the podcast. I'm Mary Feldman. And I'm Karen McCormick. Let's have a conversation about our conversations. Welcome back to Communicate Kindly, the podcast. This is Mary, and this week's episode starts with a review of last week's Road Rage episode. The review comes from our BFF Gail, and she was listening in the car, and well, you'll hear her tell her reaction. Take a listen. There, I don't know what time work starts, but I thought I might catch you. (laughs) I am driving along, and I'm listening to Road Rage, and I, I had to turn it off, because as soon as Peggy got to, Joey, I was Oh my God! So freaking entertaining! I just had I just had to call you. Like I I am very anxious to get through it, and um, I kind of had my husband listen to this because got to Joey, and I don't think he would change if that happened. My son to Joey. I got a little road rage too, but I, I've kind of gotten a little better. I don't see that happening to me. I scream a lot in my car. I never put down the window. But I scream at people a lot from my driver's seat. All right, Dolly. Catch you soon. Oh, keep at it. I am, like, thoroughly entertained. All right. Bye. And now, coming up, we welcome my sister Peggy back to the show along with my son Dan. They're going to talk about last week's big football game. We're all Philadelphia Eagles fans, so it was a tough loss. But there were lessons learned. Take a listen. Well, here we go. We've got Dan Feldman, my son. My sister Peggy is back, and Karen and I are here to talk about what, Dan? What are we talking about? First off, I want to say it's an honor. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. But we are talking about the uh, pitfalls, at least current pitfalls of, you know, the Super Bowl and how that has affected life and how we can, you know, use it Mm -hmm. to communicate kindly with our peers. So. Oh, good. All right. Oh, I like well, that. Take us there. Share. What is, how has yeah. the week been since the Eagles lost the Super Bowl? Well, I feel like it would be wrong to not allow Aunt Peg to begin. I feel as though <laughs> oh. she has a lot more experience with this, and I want to hear what it's like from an Eagles fan for however many years, and I don't want to take that away from her to begin. So being a Philadelphia sports fan for all these years, this is what we expect. <laughs> we <laughs> just just getting in the Super Bowl was that was a big thing, but just like the World Series, we can't go in expecting to win. Mm. Don't have expectations and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Wait. That's not how I would have taken that. <laughs> I was but about to say the same good. thing, Peg. Sounds good. Um, yeah, it was just good to get there. We had a good team. We had a played a good team, and it didn't all come down to one bad call. And Peg, can you take us through your emotions through that call? Um. Well. The game shouldn't come down to one call, but also the referee shouldn't be like, we shouldn't even know his name. 
they shouldn't get that far into the game. They should let them play. So I kind of thought it was a bad call, but uh, I'm an Eagles fan. I think you got to let them play. I agree. So, so let me ask you. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. Do you think it would have been a bad call if it was on the other team that they made that call? Yes. Yes, okay. but I but I would have liked it. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah. It's good for the city to you know to get in these games for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happier like the week or two weeks before when they won the um you know the playoff game everybody was happy everybody was communicating kindly even the people that were (laughs) climbing up poles and (laughs) destroying cars they were they were communicating kindly we were rooting for the pole climbers but the (laughs) car flippers were a disgrace yeah yeah. that's just so uncalled for and it was two hours before the game started yeah so it really had nothing to do with the game just an excuse for erratic behavior how did you feel dan oh you know just the way i see it is you know I was born in Philly, so I have that initial immersion into the Philly fandom, especially thanks to like Aunt Peg and Dad. I don't know if I can say the same about Mom. She hasn't totally <laughs> been there along the ride. Just along for the ride. But, you know, moving to Virginia, a lot there's a whole melting pot of fandoms here, and I had to stay loyal to mine, and it you know kind of became a part of me as a child you know came back to drexel for the super bowl 52 and that was great but then you know as we get older start thinking like hmm i have no control over these guys and a lot of them are like my age or like barely older a little younger like Mm -hmm. does it really matter like why am i getting so worked up blah 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 so i'll think about that during the week and then sunday i'll turn the game on and, you know, A.J. Brown scores a touchdown and all of a sudden I just feel that same thing I felt when, you know, Donovan McNabb was throwing to T.O. or whatever. And so, you know, this this team was completely different than any other team that we've seen. And I was trying to tell all my friends here that. And, you know, they don't want to listen to that. They're not Eagles fans. They think Philly fans are scumbags and all that. And so... Us, we don't care. <laughs> they do not. And so this whole postseason, I'm telling them, like, the Eagles aren't losing at home. With this team, with the city behind them in the postseason, I've seen what the energy is like. Mm-hmm. And so they just do not want to believe it. They're like, no, they're not. No, they're not. San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter if they have Brock Purdy and they, if he gets hurt. Maybe it's a lot closer if he doesn't get hurt. You know, but they're not going to win. And I kept trying to tell them that. Sure enough, I was right. Mm. And so going into the Super Bowl, everybody wanted us to lose. 
And so mm. I had to eat that up this whole mm. week. And so I'm just kind of eating up the uh, humble pie. Ooh. And I think it's good. I really do think deep down it's good. I think it's a character building moment. Mm. I think. Oh, as a fan, it's a character building moment for you? As a, as a person, as a, as for life. You can't wow. always win. And I, I don't know. I'm just trying to take it as positively as possible. Well, you and, know, that uh, warms my heart to hear this. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, at age 15, mm. 16, it wouldn't be the same. So just trying to grow. What, you would, know? You, what would it have been like at 15 or 16? <sighs> I don't know, honestly, because they never really got that close, especially to the Super Bowl. So I really can't say they were pretty bad at that point. And I think that at that age, I really like, especially with the Sixers, like I embraced Philly teams being bad and it kind of, I don't know, made me, or at least my fandom, who it was like how, mm -hmm. how I was as a fan. And like, it was mm -hmm. like, a, not a bandwagon jumper. Right. Like, and your dad, your dad is a diehard Philly fan. Yeah, you could say that. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember I, at I've five years old him to... telling me, like, you got to be there for the wins, the losses, and all that stuff. And <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll, I'll be there. Danny, mm -hmm. trust the process. Got to trust the process. Yeah. A question. Do you think other cities take it as personally as Philadelphians? when it comes to the wins and the losses. And Peg, you want to answer this one? I think a lot of cities don't take it as personally or as seriously. Um, like the, mm -hmm. for instance, um, the Dodgers, you know, that's baseball, but those fans leave by the seventh inning. Mm -hmm. Seth to beat the traffic our fans mm -hmm. stick until the end mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they'll just boo you to let you know that you're not doing what you're supposed to and you know there's certain teams that we dislike more than others it's just inbred in us that we don't like them that i would agree i think that we're biased and so obviously we're gonna say like no philly cares the most but i think you know i haven't been to every sports city in america but to me it feels as though philly is the most ruthless <clears throat> the city really just the energy is completely dictated by how the sports teams are doing and i don't uh, not every city i would say 99 percent of cities can't say that and as that, much i think that's good but i also think it's bad because okay, let's get the opposite side why is it bad uh, well all right so <clears throat> i am not a sport aholic i really don't know the rules to many of the games i live in a household that is i have a husband that is you know takes it very personally a son that also takes it pretty personally um one daughter that's doesn't take it as personal but really really follows her phillies and eagles and then the other ones like me the other one and I are kind of like, eh, who cares? So they all get like this cult goes on in my mind that everyone's on this bandwagon for this sport team. And I get a little like, hmm, a little, I don't know if the words 
jealous, but I get a little like, you have passion? Like, can't you put your passion to something else or use that passion in something with your family? So I don't know. Go ahead, Mayor. I could see your, your kind oh, of No, I you know I'm more on your team <laughs> with this. And like everybody, like, yes, I do love the vibe. And I do love that everyone comes together for one common cause. But then the loss happens. And then everybody gets mad and pissy. And they're not kind anymore. But when things go their way, Philly fans are great. But when things don't go their way, at least in my household, okay, I, I can't speak for everyone, but from what I've noticed, then they start, you know, in this case, it was more about the call than it was um, the players. But usually there's a lot of bashing the personal player of, can't believe they did that. And I can, you know, be upstairs and hear my husband screaming. And now he's getting a little older, so he's chilling out a bit. But he would get show such passion that I would say, huh, is that you? Like, can you show me some of that? <laughs> None. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm a little hmm, jealous. I think this year the fans were pretty kind about it. Like they were okay with it. It was, it seemed different this year. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if partially that's because relatively speaking, they won pretty recently. You know, it's been five years. So that's, it, it mm, didn't feel true. like it had to happen the way it did. That is, you know, that's a good point, mom. Five yeah. Years ago. Um, I think they, the team was really good. And I think, Jalen Hurts is really good, and it was nice to have the brothers. I thought they handled it well. Mm -hmm. So they, there was a lot of love going on this year. Okay, it was a lot of love. There were tears at the national anthem. Yeah, that was oh, really that was sweet. Beautiful. There was some good stuff there. See, that's funny you say that because that picture of Nick Sirianni is now the group chat picture for us where he's crying. Uh, and then like, Dad, I bet you ate that up. I bet you ate that up. You thought that was so beautiful. That was so cringy. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. I love that. That's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah. I have just never understood the emotional roller coaster that fans go on I mm -hmm. get that you're enjoying the game and you want your team to win and all that but I think that people in my house I can say that the emotions get out of control and oh, it's wow. really as my boys were growing up and my husband also passionately watching these games I would get excited like oh this will be a nice family Sunday <laughs> we'll watch the game and by I don't even get through the first quarter and I've got to leave because there's too much anger and they're yeah. mad and they're frustrated and they're kicking things and they're yeah. uh, stomping away and I, I it just isn't fun for me I get too anxious around it because it's too much negativity I have a but question all right, I wanted Aunt Peg and Mom. Can you guys take 
us back to whatever year it was back in the day like how was that household like when the eagles or phillies or whomever is playing when we were little yeah when we were kids it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't the way it was for you guys growing up well granny had the um eagles were phillies on the radio in the kitchen yeah yeah, that- yeah. the transistor radio was on wip the um the roast was on the um uh, in the pot and the game was on the radio that's true oh. yeah mm-hmm. and and Phillies games, it was the same thing. So we got it from your grandparents. And, but they didn't, um, they liked their teams, but they didn't get upset about it. Exactly. It was, it was entertainment for them. They enjoyed the games. They listened. They wanted our teams to win. But, it, but once it was over, it was over. It was like, a, okay. So, Aunt Peg, where does your passion come from? Well, I got, season tickets for the eagles back in the early 80s it was a gift for your uncle joe and didn't realize like i was going to be spending every sunday down (laughs) that mess in the in the vet (laughs) in the 700 stadium but it was um i don't know i had it before that i just enjoyed watching it I played different sports when I was younger, so I guess there's a little competitiveness in me. Okay. And, you know, it it feels good to get behind your team. If it's fun and it's entertaining, I'm all about it. I just don't like when it gets... Well, I have an insight. How you feel, you know, about yourself. Go ahead, Carrie. Oh, Mary, you hit a nerve there. That that is so <laughs> true. Do you hide behind the game, the teams? If you know you're not feeling good about yourself, they're going to make you feel good or make you feel bad. Well, um, I'm feeling like my son's not feeling so good because people are making fun of his team. No, I told making you it's it character building. It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's character building. I like it. Have they stopped now that it's like almost a week out or is it still fresh? Nick Sirianni crying is their group chat icon. No, it's it's very much fresh. It's very much fresh. Yeah. But, I mean, it's justified. I mean, I was talking my crap about the Cowboys and it's it's a lot of Cowboys fans. So, Uh, you know, they're upset about their whole season and their franchise. So. They have to take it out on the Super Bowl losers. So, but that's what's funny about the whole topic is that you talk trash to each other, and your team is either going to win or it's going to lose. And at some point, your team is going to lose, and then you're going to be the one that they're talking trash about. Like you, you you had a team that was winning through the season, makes it to the Super Bowl, and if you're talking trash to your friends now. They're going to talk trash to you because your team lost. How bad if we all stop talking trash? That's uh, the key. Uh, but uh, yeah. that wouldn't be fun. But it's so fun. It's yeah. part- well, it's fun until you're the one that's being trashed. Yeah, but it's a mutual, like, we know, like, we're grown now. We understand there's really no control over it. So it's fun to get your, your licks out while you can. 
True. And, you know, I had an observation, um, Peg, what you were saying about your mom and dad, they, they put the transistor radio, put the pot roast in, it was entertainment. They didn't take it as seriously because I think back then players weren't getting paid Mm -hmm. what they're getting paid now. Sponsors weren't contributing these billions of dollars that they do now. So the, the intensity level has been raised so high that it's just spilling over into the fans. Mm -hmm. It's spilling over into the spectators. So I think there's a a more seriousness of it. But Um, we as spectators fall for that. We get roped into it. And it is all about money. You and I don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we we couldn't care less. I don't, I know there was a bit, I know there was a bad call. Sometimes I go food shopping during the Eagles because I know the stores aren't crowded. <laughs> um, with that was that's what happened to me when the kids were little. I would go out on Sunday because I couldn't stand being home and listening mm-hmm. to all the upset screaming. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't fun for me. And I would get psyched out like, oh, this week I'll join them because It'll be fun. And it was yeah. never fun. And now they want me to watch the games with them and they want me to learn football. And it's like, well, I had those opportunities, but you never made it fun. You were always now screaming. they do. So now I what, what are you talking? What do you mean? <laughs> we have tried so hard to get never mind. Well, not- now you have to I think this next season, um, you should have football with mom. You should do like. I've been trying to do that for twenty four years. No, he did try while he was here this past season, and um, Mm. I learned a few things, didn't I? I don't know. Maybe not. What did you learn? Tell me. Enlighten (laughs) me. (laughs) Can we talk about the halftime show? Because Mary and I probably can contribute to that more than we can to what went down during the game. So yes, what share what you think about the halftime show? Well, I have to say I was a little disappointed. Dan's shaking his head no. All right, go ahead, talk. Dave, this is the funny thing because I got the text from Aunt Peg, Mom, Dad, all of them during the um during the game, and y'all are like, "Oh, Brianna needs to stop lip syncing." But you guys do not understand the nostalgia that is like packed into those songs. Like it brings you back to like the middle school days when you were riding the bus and you know uh, you had the little middle school dances and the little uh, field trips and whatnot. We're old. And uh, every one of those songs is just like a hit, an absolute hit that brings you back. And I don't know what you guys were watching, but I saw a ten out of ten performance. Well, I thought daughter grabbing her crotch (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm pregnant and i didn't know she was pregnant she kept rubbing her belly and i'm like what is up with her and and if she's that pregnant and she's up really high on that stage that was pretty scary what if she passed down (laughs) (laughs) is this really what we're critiquing like she did a great job they probably practiced this for hours and hours and hours and it was a great show. Well, what did you guys think? It's so funny. My 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 
daughter, uh, who's around your age, is saying the same thing. She thought it was fantastic. I thought it was subpar. Did you guys know the songs? No. I I, I, did, I knew the songs, but I didn't know that it was Rihanna singing them until she, and then I was like, oh, she sings this. And I had a problem with, um, I realized after the fact that I need to rewatch it. So during the week, I rewatched it on my laptop and I realized that I can't see when I'm watching TV, even though we have a gigantic screen. I need my glasses. I didn't have my glasses on during the game. So I missed things that I just didn't see. Like the fact she's pregnant was pretty obvious if you could see it, but I couldn't see it. So I guess the moral of the story is that I need to wear my glasses when I watch TV. Yes, you do. Because, well, she was rubbing her belly and I'm thinking, oh, and people at this, at the house that I was watching, it said, oh, she just had a baby. She did just had a baby. baby. Yeah. I didn't know she was pregnant again. I didn't either. I don't think any of us knew. But it was yeah, pretty obvious. If you could if you could see the screen, it was pretty obvious that she was pregnant. Or she is pregnant. I will say, re-watching it, she is very talented and it was pretty impressive seeing her doing her moves and all that in my head. Was she lip singing? Yeah, yes, moments. But who cares? Like it's Rihanna. It's the they're bangers. Every song is a hit. See, I, I didn't care. know she was like such the big deal. What's she I doing? That Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> they just throwing anybody out there. <laughs> well, it's a we're deep. so old. Oh my god! I know. Oh my it god. totally like went right over my head. Oh my god! But now, but I, I now I know. The national anthem was oh beyond. It was really good, and I'm not a country music fan, but he was amazing. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, that was really good. So, see, even though the Eagles lost, we can come together and agree on some things, can't we? No, but look, we're we're all, you know, Mary and I are the same kind of demographic. Then there's Peg and Dan, who, you know, are really opposite but yet they speak this common language this sport language they're both very fluent in it and yet two different walks of life so you do look at the sport world and see how it does bring us all together it is nice to be able to have a you know hold a conversation with people on monday mornings around the water cooler is that what you? Is that where you have your Monday morning conversations, by? Around my water cooler. Around your water cooler. <laughs> around, your, around your Keurig machine. When I work, <laughs> like it nice when I work to be able to have some input, and and I worked with all men, but yeah. um, it was it was nice to be able to you know talk about the game. I think it brings people together, like yeah. It, you know, you walk into a place and you have your eagle shirt on. People are going to say, go birds. Yeah. There is, you know, there's something to yeah. it. Well, what about when people see that you have the opposing team on and they beat you up? 
<laughs> they bash you. Right. And that's the thing that I don't understand. It's all for entertainment. It should be fun. It should be lighthearted. So Mayor, let's say hypothetically, there's someone who walks down the streets of Philadelphia in a Dallas cowboy hat or Dallas cowboy shirt. What what do you think would happen? Would he get eggs thrown at him? <laughs> no. <laughs> but they yell at Dallas sucks, you know. That's all. They no I mean I don't think he'd be now at the game back in the eighties there was a fella from Washington. We were playing Washington and somebody was dressed up as a Washington Redskin and he got thrown down the steps. That's mm. just not right. I know. That's not cool. I'm going to go back to mm, about, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago, maybe. My Danny wearing his Mets Little League shirt going to Philadelphia to see his family in Philadelphia with his Mets shirt on. And what happened when... We were sitting around the diner with you with your Mets shirt on, Dan. I shouldn't have been wearing it. That's my fault. You were like eight years old. I was not eight. Or not eight. I was no, like 11. Were, all right. You were 11 years old wearing I a Mets shirt. I should have known. I should have known. Okay. And his Aunt Peg, his uncles, his cousins. They were right. They were right. We're like, I what are you doing wearing a Mets shirt. shirt? And I'm like, he's a kid wearing his little league shirt. And yeah, you, know, you can't wear a Mets shirt in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, they're right. They are right. Well, Thank you, Aunt Peg. I appreciate that. You set me straight. There were Mets fans walking by the statue of Richie Ashburn, and they gave him the finger. They gave the statue the finger. So it's <sighs> It's not just Philly, like it's not just Philadelphia, like New York's, you know, they feel the same way about us. Yeah, New York has the same kind of vibe. I could see that. But don't give Whitey the finger, the statue of Whitey the finger. Well, that's one thing. (laughs) But when your aunt and your uncles are giving you a hard time and you're 11 wearing a Mets shirt, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. you won't wear it the next time. Did they I don't make, blame them. Did they make you feel bad, Dan? No, I was like, you know, I was like, you're right. I shouldn't be on. Why am I on the Mets in the first place? Like, I'm going to wear it. It's ridiculous. It's a teaching moment, Dan. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Spring training's starting, right? So go Phils. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Get out the transistor radio. Sit on the sit on the porch. Oh, they were the days. They were the days. Listen to the game sitting on the front porch. I had a transistor radio, and when the games were on the West Coast, so they started at like ten o'clock, and I was, you know, I don't know how old I was, ten. I would put the transistor under my pillow and listen to the game. That's how much of a fan I was. Wow, Peg, that's awesome. I didn't oh. get the, I didn't get that gene. No. Mary know. was Mary was waiting to take her ballet lessons <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't allowed to take. Ah, oh, such a fun conversation with two of my favorite Philly sports fans. Here are the takeaways. Number 1, we've said it before and we'll say it again. 
Don't expect a certain outcome and you won't be disappointed. Number two, we all win some and we all lose some. It's how we react that matters. Number three, losses help build character. Number four, life is about trusting the process. Number five, watch your trash talking. It's probably going to come back to you. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please share, rate, and review. We love hearing from you. Share your stories with us by sending a DM or a voice memo on Instagram at mary.feldman or at Mom McCormick or send an email to mary at communicatekindly.com. And again, if this or any of our episodes resonate with you, please share it with a friend. Thanks again to all of our listeners who have let us know you're enjoying the podcast. It means the world to us. When you communicate, communicate kindly and transform the world one conversation at a time.